What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll. We're taking the week off from recording in honor of America's birthday. We hope you had a great 4th of July and that you have all your digits still. And if you don't, we hope you have a badass story as to why. We've got some great pre-recorded content for you this week. Monday's epi will feature sled hockey and the U.S. National Sled Hockey Team. And Thursday's episode will feature some solid beer league talking chirps. Don't worry, we'll do a deep dive on the Stanley Cup Finals next week as we hope Montreal makes it into a series. But before we get into the episode, we do have to pay bills, so here it goes. McGregor vs. Poirier 3 is all set for UFC 264 and DraftKings Sportsbook. The official sports betting partner of UFC has a knockout offer for this weekend's fight. DraftKings is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round during Saturday's main event. If the rubber match ends in a first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter you think will win by first round knockout and DraftKings will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right. Bet $1 on McGregor or Poirier to win by first round knockout. You win $264. There's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA isn't for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. When you sign up to turn $1 into $264 when you bet on a main event fighter to win by first-round knockout, place your bet. And watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code THPN to turn $1 to $264. All at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or PA only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-DEAL-WITH-IT. This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am here with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. What's going on? Well, not much, Polly. How are you? I'm real good. You know, we're here giving you a an evergreen episode. Uh, non-expiring content uh, because for whatever reason we could not record this week. Exactly. So as Paulie said, this is a a backup episode, as you will. So not an e-bug per se, but just a backup. You know, you're maybe a black diamond being reinserted into the lineup or whatever it may be, uh, or maybe even an AHL are being pulled up. So uh, you know, here we are. And today we're going to be talking about Beer League. Yeah. So <clears throat> this is our uh, Christian Juice episode. Yeah. Christian AHL Juice. AHL guy up up and uh, back and forth a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So Beer League. That doesn't expire ever. 
Right. So uh, as you may have uh, have heard on this podcast that Paulie and I are avid beer leaguers. I've been playing beer league for, I don't know, a decade at least. Um, we played a little bit of college club hockey. And before that, it was, you know, high school level and, and uh, mostly house for me. I didn't really delve into like the travel teams, though I've been told I could make a couple of them. What about you, Polly? Yeah, um, <clears throat> I played two years of travel, seventh and eighth grade, and then once high school rolled around, um, I mean, who knows if I even would have made it, but uh, it would have caused a lot of conflicts. I was also playing football, so between football and my high school team, throwing travel into the mix probably would have been too much, but I right. played uh, one year in fifth grade of tournament team, so it was just house league and then one team that went to a couple different tournaments and then the two years of travel, which were pretty freaking fun. Fair. So before we get into it, I guess we should just crack some, pop some tabs, and uh, you know, you can listen to a couple of uh never have beens talk about hockey. One Two, three. All right, Polly. So this was actually your idea, and it's a great idea for a backup epi because we can always talk about beer league. I mean, we currently play on a on a beer league team outside Pittsburgh in South Point. That's a rink. Um, it's called Princecape Arena now, uh, <clears throat> and we play in the upper D. <laughs> Upper D level, uh, I think that the highest that that rank goes is like upper C. I think there's there's two different C divisions. I'm not sure if it's upper and lower or if it's just regular C and lower. But right, yeah, there's there's two C's and then there's us and then there's a D and a lower D. So we are in the very mediocre category. Incredibly mediocre, if not bad. And there's also a novice, like a draft league. Um, we have, though, played in, in other C leagues at different rinks. And, you know, different rinks rate things different ways, right? Um, I would say that the rink that we play at, the skill level is probably towards the lower end. What would you say? Yeah, definitely. As, as you get closer to the heart of Pittsburgh, it gets better. Um, and at another rink, we played Upper C, which was leaps and bounds above what, what we're playing now. Yeah, and I like that rink a little bit better, uh, primarily because they let you bump a little bit more. There, they were not so many calls unless it was blatant. So yeah, I mean, I guess the easiest comparison it's like. Um, women's hockey where like you can literally do everything except lay somebody out. Right. Right. Um, I think in our, in our league now, the refs take it a little bit too far. Yeah. I think that they, they call a lot of ticky tacky shit, which, you know, I, I feel like when you call two, you know, it's a fine, it's a fine line that these refs run, right? Beer league refs. Yeah. Cause if you call too many things, 
you're going to throw the game into fucking chaos. If you'd call too little thing, too not enough, you'll throw the game into chaos as well. Yeah. So you have to find you have to find that happy medium. But uh that's not really what we're talking about today. We'll be talking about the different types of players in beer league. And uh <laughs> you found this you found this article on adulthockey.sportengine.com by Michael Rand. And this is an old one. It's from like 2015, but uh there's there's several categories here. There's the forget forgot the beer guy, the let's skip the game and drink guy, I could have been in the NHL guy, obsessed with equipment guy, playing a level 2 low guy, stick to the routine guy, goalie who thinks he's a skater guy, over celebrating guy, forgot my tape guy and wants to fight guy. Now, I could pick several for me. Um I know that I am. <laughs> but uh <laughs> but um you know, I wh- what's your take on these on these categories? Uh <laughs> this article I think is pretty spot on. If if every team doesn't have one of these guys, every team has at least five to seven categories hit. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean I I I so beer league it's it's unique because and and I feel like that rec culture, rec leagues and things, like it's it's rare that you like go to a pickup basketball game or a rec league basketball game and like people are like drinking there, right? right. Yeah, I mean if anything they're a post game. Yeah, they go out to a bar or something. Yeah, but it it does seem to be one of the only adult sports where like in the other sports people seem to use it for actual exercise. Right. <laughs> and yeah. beer league seems to be much more of like an excuse to get away from your life kind of thing. Yeah. And as all sports are, uh, but that being said, you know, it is an escape and, and I, not only is beer drinking somewhat allowed, it's promoted. It's encouraged. Yeah. In, in hockey. Now, our rink, and we've learned this the hard way, does not allow beer drinking, period. And and it's weird because a lot of adult hockey rinks say there's no alcohol out on premises. So what we do is we bring alcohol in and, we, and, it, and like all the empties we carry out because we learned the hard way that if you throw booze away like empties into the locker room trash can you get fined and we got fined 150 fucking dollars do you remember that yeah you and i paid it yeah 75 dollars each it (laughs) sucks yeah that that was that was some bullshit yeah but uh we don't forget anymore right i'll never leave a goddamn empty there again that's for sure um so, you know, I pegged you is more of you're definitely forgot the beer guy. I definitely was before this team. Now we kind of have you know we have our designated beer guy. He right. he self designated himself that he just volunteers it. Yeah. Uh, but on past teams, I was definitely forgot the beer guy. But a contributing factor to that is in the group chat, you would always just volunteer me to be the beer guy. You'd be like, yeah, Polly's bringing beer. Like, what the fuck? 
Like, come on. Well, you were a freeloader, and and you you needed to do that. I feel this is a this is the first season I've been a freeloader. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I just picked you because it was easy. Advice to anyone out there: just sign up as a sub because <laughs> you'll probably be needed anyway, and you don't have to pay. Right, and that's another that's another category. I think they they may have missed out here is the sub that is that shows up like a full time player. So, if you've never played beer league, when you show up, I mean, ice time's expensive. So the the regular time players are paying anywhere from one hundred and two hundred fifty dollars to to play ten to fifteen games, depending on on the league. So basically, it it sums out to ten bucks an ice slot. Mm-hmm. So ten bucks a game, and generally subs come in and they have to pay ten bucks, right? You just give the captain or AKA the GM, you know, in our team we have leadership people, but really the real captain's the guy who paid the money, right? Or has organized it all. Yeah, because it's not like other organized hockey where you have season A's on your jersey and right, right, because nobody's. Really allowed to talk to the ref. Yeah, they just shit on you for that. Right, whereas I chirp the ref anyways, relentlessly. Well, that's why they know your name. <laughs> they know it very well. Yes, they um, do. <laughs> but, uh, I, so, I would say you are the forgot the beer guy, or I've seen you selly way too hard on some goals, dude. Like, <laughs> fucking knee down... One hand on the stick, like petting the ice, like ice touch. I've seen you celebrate some pretty ridiculous. I mean, they were good goals. Don't get me wrong, but like it's beer league and I've definitely seen you go knee down and like touch the ice and you know, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to say the majority of my celebrations are like a subtle fist bump to the side or a lot of times after I score, I like like a real quick whack off the ice, just like something to let out my emotion, just a quick like bam. Right like you hit I, your stick on the ice? Yeah, just like a quick quick smack. Like people probably don't even notice I do it. Like I've just, never seen you do that. I did that after my first two goals in that hat trick. You hit the I I didn't. Wow. Just yeah. like just like a quick like calling for a pass kind of thing. Mm. Just like a I'm excited, lift it up like an um, a foot into just like just kind of like just something to get the energy out that's a terrible celebration <laughs> well i'm trying to not draw attention to myself but it's true you're right um i i can definitely be found letting out a nice woo after a goal <laughs> um if if i have a lot of speed going i will as i'm making my turn do a one knee drop sometimes. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it has less to do with the situation of the game, which that does contribute sometimes, but more it's like if I'm, if I'm frustrated, right? Either I haven't scored in a while or I've had a lot of chances at game. Okay. And it's just kind of like a relief, like, Oh yeah, finally fucking did it. And you got to drop the knee and then, like, touch the ice and yeah. fucking, like... But you know what? It's supposed to be mill. fun, right? What's wrong with having some fun? You know, we're, we're a Caps podcast <laughs> here. We've been, That's true. We've been protect, or standing up for OV celebrations 
his whole career. And I get, yes, I am not OV. I'm not the NHL, but <laughs> Washington Capitals culture enjoys a, sol- a celebration. Fair enough. So fair I'm, enough. I'm just being with my people here. And we play with a bunch of shitbag Penguins fans. So. Exactly. So brutal. Eat it. Right. So then what categories do I fit in there? Well, I think there's at least three <laughs> that I think fit you pretty well. Okay. Um, you fit, forgot the beer guy. Yeah, no doubt. No you, doubt. I, I admit that. Yeah. You, you're real big on that. Well, when you're the talent, you don't have to bring beer. You know? Yeah. Which is why it's weird that you have that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next one that kind of fits you is wants to fight guy. Wants to fight guy. But, really? But you're not like, I don't want to fight. Y- well, you just, you have a short temper and you have alluded to a few situations where people really deserved it. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily that you want to fight, but that uh, quote unquote overly intense section there, that fits you yelling at your teammates from the bench. <laughs> I do And do that. I do just do that. your hardcore chirp game. Yeah. You're, you're kind of like 1A in that category. Right. Uh, but what mostly fits you and what I hold near and dear to my heart on my memories of you, you are – forgot my tape guy. <laughs> I am probably one of the only hockey players I know that does not use clear tape on my socks. Right. Except for very few times in my career. So I don't know why I kept st- kept being stocked up on it. But I did. It is weird because you've never used clear tape. Yeah. Like the only times I do is if like the Velcro on my shin guards aren't working or or if I forgot my jock. Right. And it was just, I think it was subliminal. Like I had to keep you (laughs) stocked up. And you did join the hockey players club a couple years ago. And I remember you being like, dude, they send me tape every night or every, every couple weeks. I'm just. Yeah. Always loaded. And to your credit, I have not heard you bum tape since you joined. You're goddamn right. But for like the first five years I played with you. <laughs> um, it was constant. Oh, yeah. I'll admit that because I never bought tape. Uh, it was tough to find. You know, we live in an area where there's not a lot of pro shops, though. There is a plate again that is pretty heavily stocked in hockey stuff. And I could have easily gone there, but I just never did because, dude. Tape's like three bucks a roll or some shit. Oh, I know. But Hockey Players Club's pretty legit. Their tape's decent. Um, the one thing I do like about them is that they offer the inch uh, inch and a half tape or the inch tape. Yeah. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. So I get like – and okay, and taking a step back, I have the old Z-Bubble or, or the Z-Air, Easton Z-Air shin pads. And I've had them since I was 16. And they are still long as shit. They go over like my the tongue of my skates. So like I'm not afraid to like eat a eat a big clap bomb or whatever. Um and but the but they have one Velcro strap. And the that one Velcro strap is the worst. Yeah. So I have to tape mine on. Like they're they're based they might as well just not have a Velcro strap. Honestly, the Velcro strap just holds it in place so I can get my sock over it. Yeah. And then I tape up. And I always said, I'm going to buy new shin pads where I don't need to do this. 
I've had them for damn near 20 years. <laughs> they just haven't broken. Yeah. I mean, once you get to a point where you're the you're buying all your own shit, you don't replace it unless right. you have to. Exactly. Exactly. And that's just where I've been stuck at. Plus, like, you see someone pull out old Z-Air pads. Like, you're like, holy shit. This, yeah. dude's, this dude's old school. Uh, so it's a bit of a clout in the locker room as well. But, yeah, I have to tape them. And I am – I have been in the past – very much the forgot my tape guy. But going back to the wants to fight guy, I don't think I ever want to fight anyone, but a lot of people want to fight me. Yes. <laughs> that is true. It's funny because I've heard from people who play against me is it like, you know, he's a good player. He's definitely noticeable on the ice, especially when, you know, he's just a noticeable player, right? I'm, I'm noticeable enough, right? But, mm-hmm. And skill wise, right? But the first thing everybody notices is that they just hear me fucking talking the whole time. Yep. <laughs> but my chirps are good, though. They are. They're, they're pretty good. I get some good chirps in there. You know, enough to, like, really hurt people's feelings, apparently. And they fight me. They try to fight me. I don't try to fight. I end fights. Yeah. I do end fights, but I do not start them. Uh, well, I maybe in their mind, I do. Right? Yeah. And see that's the that's the crazy part about hockey is that you're playing in such a, like a fast, you know, you're zooming around the ice. You're definitely going at least as fast as you can sprint, right? Mhm. And when things happen, you just lose your shit, I think easily. You're in a, a so much of a heightened state of reality at the point that you're playing hockey with mm-hmm. in any in any level. Right, and that's why people love it. That's why people love playing it. That's why people love watching it. You're just at this heightened state of reality, and you know when somebody clips you or hacks you or whatever, the first thing you're going to do is just start start talking shit. Right. So that's just kind of that's my mo. And honestly, I just like to get it going. I like to I like to talk. I like to talk. Yes, I like you to do. chirp people. You do. You do. You know, I was. Uh, looking over this list, and I'd have to say the the one that I am most opposite of yeah. is the equipment guy. Really? Yeah, I know that. I <laughs> am I am a money saver. I've played hockey for I guess twenty three years at this point. Right. And um, my parents, you know, didn't play hockey growing up. Mm-hmm. It's a football family, so. They didn't always, we didn't always know what the best was. Like we went and if, uh, if it felt comfortable, if it fit and you know, the price was a factor, but right. not all. I mean, I'm not, my parents would get me good stuff if I sure. needed it, but you know, it wasn't like top of the line. I wasn't like, uh, um, I don't even, like a, a queen. Sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I bought skates for $80. When? Uh, my most recent pair of skates. Yeah, and I told you, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, they hurt, but they work. Uh, okay. And I'm always buying used sticks. Used sticks are a good value, though. They are. Um, and, like, I just, that's the way I buy equipment. If, right. And as I long told as it you fits in a low price. But you always bitch about how your feet hurt, and you have ridiculous feet. So I look at you and I go, "Dude, 
this is something that you're going to like use for the next decade or the next three years until you the pain becomes unbearable and you just fucking can't stand it anymore. It's going to be that. But imagine how much better of a skater you would be when you have skates that feel good. Have you ever experienced that? Skates that feel good? The pair that I had before this, the ones I had for like 10 years, they felt good at the beginning. <laughs> how many years? You had them for 10 years. How many years of good feeling did you have? Uh, Five. <laughs> Dude, I... Okay, so when I was younger, I was the obsessed with the equipment guy. I worked in a hockey pro shop in Fairfax, Virginia at a rest and ice rink. So if you guys know the place, I don't even know if it's still open. It was a skate land is what they called it. Uh, it was the corporation that they had it. And uh, I worked in the pro shop there, went through like they remodeled it. At one point, it was like one of the worst pro shops and rinks in the area. And then they did this huge remodel. This was an awesome rink because it had a it was a L-shaped type building that had an Olympic rink downstairs and perpendicular to it an NHL sheet. So I thought that having this is the first time I ever really skated on an Olympic size sheet and that's rare to find that. Have you ever skated Olympic ice? Yeah, um <clears throat> at uh Neville Island in Pittsburgh where Robert okay. Morris University plays. They have an Olympic and a normal North American sheet. That's crazy. And we we would play three on three in the summer, <laughs> and when we had three on three on the Olympic sheet, that was brutal. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, it's it's crazy because the Olympic sheet's really not that much bigger in dimensions. It's like what fifty feet wider or something. Yeah, but you feel it. Oh yeah, and your passes, everything, like the angles that you have to take on on both. Skating with people and stringing passes out because, uh, you know, especially like cross ice passes. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, yeah, that's going to get there. But it it's not because you have an extra 10 feet. So you're like undershooting people, you know, so you really have to lead them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I was really obsessed with equipment. I loved equipment. So I skate in graph skates right now. And, and I've heard that like younger players don't really appreciate what graph skates are, that they're like, you're dusty as fuck if you skate in graphs. But at one point, graphs were like the true hockey brand, like the elite hockey brand. You know how true now has like the foot mapping technology and every skate is like created for your foot. Mm -hmm. Well, graph every line was designed. So like, there was like the 500s through the 600 level skate, but the five, they were all the same quality. It's just that the fives were for narrow feet with high arches. Like the sixes were like for like a normal foot and you know, the sevens and eights, they were all just different foot shapes is what they were made for. So, <clears throat> um, I think I'm skating like G 35s. They were top line. They're like 400 bucks. But I've had them for how long, dude? Since we've been playing in college. So I've had them for like, what? Six years now? Yeah. And no sign of breaking down. Still like them. They're hurting a little bit more. And I think that's just because I've broken them down. I've always needed footbeds, so I knew that. So a big thing with skates is that you need to like get new footbeds if your feet start hurting. You start there. Um, and then change up how... Well, first start change, change up how like you're lacing them up. And then 
footbeds and then skates, right? That's kind of the the thing. But you just go with the cheapest shit ever, which is dumb as shit. Yeah. That's so stupid. You need to, next skates that you buy need to be like a $500 pair of skates. You know, I just got this idea in my head, maybe as a reward for myself, once I pay off my student loans, I'll buy myself an expensive ass custom uh pair of skates. Dude, you should get those true skates. Like they look like you go to a place, you can do it at home. Uh, I know some guys who've done it from home and they you basically just take measurements of your foot and then you like they send you like a pad to step on and it just shows like how you depress your foot in like your stance. Yeah, and like what needs support. Right, and they build it for you. Um, if I was going to, cause those are like $900, right? So I would go to like a pure hockey or like one of the big box stores in Pittsburgh and get my foot mapped and be like, yo, hook me up. Yeah. You should do that because look, man, we're not getting any younger. The, the better your skates fit, the more fun you're going to have in the game and the better of a skater you're going to be. You're right. I mean, being in constant pain is not fun. It's my existence. <laughs> so, you know, Captions, tell us if you play beer league and who that guy is for you. Like, call him out. Yeah. Tweet at him. Tag him. Tag him. Don't be fucking scared. Um, <clears throat> what else we got on the outline? I mean, oh, I wanted to say one thing. Okay. At one point, I was the playing at a level two low guy. As a matter of fact, I've been called ringer before in the handshake line, just so you know. you know, I was that guy before I put on a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah. You're right, right. All right, so moving on, though. The the good thing about Beer League, though, is if you have a good crew, you can go to, like, weekend tournaments and, like, travel for tournaments, right? Yeah. Have you ever done that for Beer League? Well, I did a weekend tournament. It was at the same rink that we play, um, right. but it was with some some guys in the the Pittsburgh uh, Wheeling area, and um, they've played some high level hockey, some Division One club players and such. And, um, uh, and the one of the guys, he's from Europe, and uh, I mean he he just moved so fast. We actually yeah. played B level that tournament. So that was the highest senior league I'd played. <laughs> and it was just, it felt like being a kid again, like having a couple games in a weekend yeah. and, you know, playing for that trophy. Um, did you win the trophy? No, we didn't. But, uh, just knowing that we could, we had you know, multiple games and it was like being a kid, but then we drank beer after. So it was like the best of both worlds. Sure. And it was just, it was like playing college hockey again, just with the speed and stuff. Right. Um, But if, you know, if you're ever missing that competitive feeling and you're not getting it in beer league, like an adult league weekend tournament, like a charity tournament or something. Sure. Really spices it up. I agree. I agree. And uh, what was the tournament called? Honestly, I can't remember. It was some kind of charity event. But it was in I, Wheeling, though? No, it was in South Point. Oh, okay. Nice. It was. I was on a team with, like, Klug and Motto. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, 
when you go to a weekend tournament, you're like playing harder because there's a trophy and like it's instant gratification. You know, right. it's not a whole session that you have to go through a whole season. So uh, you're definitely putting it all out there. Uh, how do, how was it run? Was it like round robin first round or? Yeah, I think we we had three qualifying games and then I think it was just the best two out of there. Okay. Um, how many games did you guys play? I think we played. I think we played two because the third game came down to neither one of us were going to qualify, and so we both were like, "Let's just not play." Both teams <laughs> made that decision. Let's drink uh, beer instead. Yeah, but nonetheless, I mean, we played two games, and or maybe I played. I think I played. I think I played two games in one day, um, and I was beat, but it felt yeah. good. Yeah, that's rough. Two games in a day. Yeah. Six periods of hockey. Yeah. Brutal. And I'm sure it was running clock too. Yeah. Yeah. So not even, not even like any respite there. Uh, <clears throat> I, I've played and and you have something here on the outline about pond hockey tournaments. And I threw that in there for you. Yeah. So I went and played in the Labatt blue. Um, what do they call it? Like national championship pond hockey tournament. I don't know why they call it a national championship, though. Uh, this was in St. Ignace, Michigan. <clears throat> all right, so we drove all the way to fuck up to Michigan. It was a two- or three-day tournament. <clears throat> they had... They were... Exp- so the whole reason I wanted to go is because this is the only tournament in North America, or the only tournament that was ever played on the Great Lakes. It was played on Lake Huron the year we went there experienced a quote unquote heat wave where the average temperature was only a sweltering 20 degrees. Oh, it's hot. <clears throat> Dude, I'm going to talk about fucking cold, man. I mean, that lake wind middle of the day, wind whipping 20 fucking degrees. They're like, Oh, we're going through a heat wave. Like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> um, so it was too hot. And they weren't comfortable with us going out on the like miles of ice or whatever. There was tons of ice, and on the on the on Saint Ignace to go to like uh, Maginoc Island or something, which is past the tip of the snow, the mitten. So like, there's yeah. a there's where the tip of the mitten meets like the other part of land that's part of Michigan. Uh, there's like a like a big bridge, <clears throat> and if you when you go on each of these bridges, like during the winter in the time that we went, so like it's a summer town. There's nobody there, but you see like the way that the waves crash in to the side, and they're all frozen. So like literally, all like thirty yards, forty yards, fifty yards in some cases into the water. It was just this jagged, like, spikes coming out Shit. made of ice from the fucking water and the waves just being, like, constantly built upon. It was some gnarly shit, dude. And uh, so we go down there, and obviously we're getting drunk all the time. I mean, I'm pretty sure the first night we were in down there, I paint. I, we weren't even playing hockey yet. And I painted the walls in my hotel room because uh, <laughs> we just had, like, those Everclear cherries, uh, yeah. Marishana cherries with the soaked and ever clear. Oh dude, I can't, I'm getting sick thinking about it right now, but 
so <clears throat> this is a pond hockey tournament. So, uh, <laughs> you, it's just snow banks. They had Zamba. So, okay. So sorry, going back, I'm, I'm way off track going back. They said, uh, Oh, well it's a heat wave. So we're going to play on a lake. And they just happened to have a massive shallow lake that we could play on. They had Zambonis on the lake. They had uh, a tent where the Stanley Cup was. I saw the Stanley Cup there. Cool. Um, <clears throat> very cool. Uh, Labatt Blue sponsored it. And usually on Labatt tournaments, they give you a case of beer at registration. They didn't this time. Pretty upset about that. Uh, but you got your like jersey or whatever, and or we brought our own jerseys. They gave you some swag. Uh, I have a hat that I still wear to this day uh, from that tournament. And the it's it's three on three or four on four. The boards are snowbanks. The ice le- the ice is smaller and it's probably like as wide as like the rink is an NHL or Olympic rink is wide. And then it's probably like the neutral zone. So think of like a neutral zone. That's what you're playing back and forth on. Mm-hmm. No offsides. It's just score as many goals as you can and whoever scores the most wins. No stoppages of plays, like nothing. Like when you get scored on, you just fish it out. Yeah, it's and, like backyard puck. Yeah, and what they had to score in was a little wooden thing that was literally just like two inches high. It's like a little slot, kind of yeah. like um, when you play like uh, sauce or table hockey. Yeah, you know, what I mean? like air hockey. So when you're playing this, it's it's you know skating around scoring goals and whatnot. So like games are like 20 to 10 or whatever, 20 to 15. Right. Cause it's pretty easy, but yeah, <laughs> dude, I was so fucked up. Like I've, and when you, when you, if you don't pay attention, you crash into a snowbank cause the snow, the snow banks, like the boards are basically just piles of snow around the, the rink that are like waist high. So one time I'm, I'm like feeding a pass to my buddy and I'm just so out of it. Cause I'm like so hungover, like up all night puking <laughs> and I look up and I'm like, Oh, I'm hitting the snowbank. I'm like, I'm not even going to try to move. So I just poof into a cloud of, of fucking snow, um, <laughs> you know, and skating on a pond on a lake like that on a pond, uh, you really appreciate why good hockey, like why, Hockey players who grew up playing pond hockey are so good. First of all, it's really hard to skate on it. Like it's rough. It it's uh it's it hurts your knees. Like it's it's just tough, right? And then trying to handle the puck on that, it's jumping everywhere. So like trying to sauce or do any sort of accurate passing is also tougher. And you can't lift the puck at all when you're scoring. So it's either got to be a tap in or you have to be in complete control of it before you let it go. Yeah. There were times where I was just like clapping them. <laughs> <laughs> They're like hitting spectators. Jesus. Because there were like 15 rinks that they'd made like right. this, like all the way down the lake. Uh, and then in the distance, there were people like, which I didn't even know was a fucking thing, uh, using like those paragliders to... Uh, skate on the ice like skate and board on the ice oh that's cool yeah it's cool and so but dude these things were like really high in the air if that if the wind took you and jumped you like 
picked you up, you were just at mercy. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah. So that was what they were doing. It was just a crazy thing. And it was so cold. They just started like a massive bonfire, like on the lake. So you're just having a fire on the lake. Yeah, that's how you know it's some serious ice. Yeah, I mean, the it, it melted through, but the lake was so shallow, so you just, like, walk up and, like, be wet around this massive bonfire. But it, they, they built the fire so that it would, like, stay lit. A Wild Time would definitely recommend it to any any skill level because they had, like, seven or eight different skill levels. Like bronze through freaking diamond and platinum and super pro. So definitely a good time. A party nonetheless. So check them out. Check out those pond hockey tournaments. We should go to one, Polly. I've always wanted to. It'd be fun. It seems like one of the few things that people could still do with COVID. Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe this winter spontaneously go to a hockey tournament where we may or may not get embarrassed. I'm sure we would. Yeah. Right. But it'd be nice to win a division, right? Yeah. So for these divisions, there's only like five teams per because there were so many. They're like 150 teams, right? Mm-hmm. So winning would not be out of the question. And actually half my team got in a fight with the with the team that ended up winning. Oh. Like, off the ice. Damn. Yeah, it was a big, like, crazy brawl. And then, I guess the cops came. Oh, excuse me. You were probably too drunk to notice. I wasn't there. I was like, dude, I can't fucking do it. I'm like, I tapped out, because I was just too fucked up from the night before. Yeah, sounds familiar. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I was just, I, I couldn't do it. I stayed in. And I guess they came back and everybody was fighting and just... Mayhem. Right. So, go to a pond hockey tournament, get in a fight, um, play some hockey, drink a ton of beers, hopefully don't paint your hotel walls like I did. That's the moral of the story. Yeah, it's good advice. But it was fun. I absolutely would do it again. You got anything else? No. I uh beer hockey's cool. Beer hockey's fun. Yeah. Uh it's a good way to scratch your competitive itch once you have moved past the point where people don't give a shit to watch you play sports anymore. Exactly. And I don't think I ever reached the point where people wanted to really watch my watch me play sports. But, <clears throat> you know, beer league's great. Uh, it's always worrying to see the, the, you know, you always, when you play in a sport like hockey, your true, like, personality and being comes out in that, in those games, right? Like, you can always tell the guy who sits at his desk all day probably gets shit on and is a piece of shit and his dad didn't hug him enough. Like you can always tell that guy he comes out, right? He finds you. He finds me. And, and then he has to be, you know, smacked around like his dad probably did to him. (laughs) He's, he's just looking to fill that void. Right. Exactly. So 
but in other cases, you know, we've met a lot of really good people playing hockey and I, I love it. And hopefully I'll play till I'm like, I literally can't. So I'm hoping like, I'm thinking I'll, I'll be skating till I'm 50, man. But hopefully past that. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking I'll be competitive in my fifties. Yeah. That, I mean, and then there's the older guy leagues that you could play in at that point. Exactly. Right. Right. So we'll see about that. Um, you know, still got still got quite a ways to go until then, but I'm definitely not getting any better. That's why I picked up golf. There you go. <laughs> All right, Capstans. I hope that you enjoyed this uh, candid conversation between Cupcakes and I. Uh, but if you play beer league hockey, you know, go hard, have fun. Just don't be a fucking douchebag, and you're gonna have a great time. Exactly. But if you are a douchebag like I am, at least own it and be able to defend yourself. Yeah. It shows a lot of character if you can admit that you're a douchebag. <laughs> All right, Caps fans. Again, this is a backup episode. Thanks for listening to us kind of ramble on. We will be back at some point, I hope. Uh, <laughs> you know, we can't tell the future, but... We are recording these in in the meantime just so that we have something in case that we need to take a week off or whatever. So thanks for tuning in and thanks for sticking around. Until next time, Hockey Troll, Polly Cupcakes, signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trollin' on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, on Twitter at Cupcake Polly. And follow the show's handle at Caps Chirp on Twitter and Instagram. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on Twitter and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.